Announcement, announcement. I will not be producing any same-sex marriage podcasts. And it looks like, according to the Supreme Court, uh, you can't force me to either. What's <laughs> what's up? This is Marques Saves the Republic, and I'm so glad that you're here. We, I have a lot going through my head today, and I feel like I need. it's going to take me a minute um, to get it all out. But I do have a lot. There's a lot going through my head. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure where to start today. I'm not really sure what we're going to get to um, before the show, but there's a lot of thoughts. And maybe it's because I took a two-week hiatus. Maybe it's because... There's a lot of information coming at us rapidly. Maybe it's because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and even Mitch McConnell are trying to ram through some really bad legislation before the end of their term. Uh, you know, the lame duck syndrome, as we call it, LDS, um, which is confused usually with Latter-day Saints. But this is lame duck syndrome. Totally different, uh, totally different scenario. I don't know what it is, but a couple of things I want to I want to hit on. First of all, is this Supreme Court uh, case, this woman in Colorado who designs websites and pardon me, she, um, let me take a sip of my coffee here. I'm going to need that extra oomph today. I can tell, um, this woman in, in Colorado, she designs websites. And one of the things she does is she designs wedding websites. You know, like if you're getting married, you no longer just tell people I'm getting married or send out an invitation. You have to have a website and the website has photos and information about the event and information about the bride and the groom. And then there's a link to the gift registry. So, you know what they want and where to go. And then maybe there's, I don't know, if you're invited, you can RSVP there. Um, information about the venue. Who knows? I mean, I, I didn't have one of those. Um, but, you know, I've seen a lot of them. And, and that's like a thing. And so when you get married now, you don't, just, you don't just send out invitations. You have to get a wedding site designed. And this woman in Colorado designs uh, wedding, well, I guess all kinds of websites. But one of the types of websites she designs are these wedding websites. And in Colorado, there's a law that says businesses cannot discriminate based on sex, gender, race, religious ideology, uh, creed, culture. I don't know. There's a whole bunch. There's like a whole litany of things that you cannot, um, that you cannot discriminate against. And if you're a business owner, you can't say, I'm not going to serve these people because they're LGBTQ or because they're black or because they're Jewish or any of these other, other things. There's a bunch of States actually that have this kind of law. I think California, mostly blue states, uh, but Colorado is where this one is in, in particular is happening. And this woman said, look, I'm suing because I'm all, you know, I'm happy to make a website for somebody who's gay or an LGBTQ way plus nine, 22, eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine member. Um, if they want to like start a business or, you know, uh, focus on their hobby or start an Etsy store. But uh, as a devout, I don't know if she's Catholic or Christian or whatever. She's devout something. Um, it, I, I disagree with gay marriage. I'm not a proponent of that. It goes against my moral values. I don't believe it's it's right. And so I'm not going to make any gay websites for gay weddings or gay wedding websites. I guess they're not gay websites. <laughs> I don't do websites like to have have sex with members of the same website. Say, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But if you're a gay couple and you're wanting to get married, she just doesn't want to have to be forced she doesn't want to be forced by the state of Colorado to prepare your website. And a lot of people believe that she shouldn't have to, that your freedom of speech allows you, your freedom of speech allows you to discriminate. And that's really the question at hand here. If you have the freedom to think the way you want and worship the religion you want and say the things you want, doesn't that also give you the ability to discriminate against certain various people and not, have, not be forced to do business with them? And I believe wholeheartedly, yes, it does. A majority, it seems like, of the Supreme Court justices 
sitting on the Supreme Court now also tend to agree with that uh, based on some of the testimony we've heard. So this could really be a big problem um, for these states that have these laws. Now, the thing about the Constitution, I have my vaccine passport here, the original vaccine passport pocket Constitution. We made these, well, during the pandemic, everybody was talking about vaccine passports, vaccine passports, and somebody said, uh, I'm going to just carry around a copy of the Constitution and tell people, here's my vaccine passport scumbag. Leave me alone. This gives me all the rights and responsibilities, and uh, this is all I need. And I thought, wow, what a great idea. So I printed these up. They're actually copies of the Constitution, and they say the original vaccine passport inside. And if you look, there's the Declaration of Independence. There's all the amendments. There's It's great. Um, by the way, if you want one of these, you can get one at OriginalVaccinePassport.com. Original uh, vaccinepassport.com. I believe we still have some, we still have some available. Um, where was I? Oh yeah. So if you look at the, uh, the, uh, vaccine passport, the interesting thing about the constitution is, and I should really write a whole book about this is the, there's the bill of rights, you know, or one through 10 in the amendments. Um, and you have the, uh, you know, the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, the right to bear arms, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but then buried secretly beneath the bill of rights, are the unwritten rights. For example, if you have the right to freedom of speech, you have the right to say dumb things. If you have the right to freedom of speech, if you can say whatever you want, then you 100% have the right to be an idiot, to be offensive, to say things that people don't like, to be just a D-bag. I mean, look at Kanye West. Kanye West goes on InfoWars and says, Hitler has redeeming qualities. He goes on this podcast and says that, you know, we got to we got to make sure we're not bad mouthing the Nazis. He goes on Instagram and he tweets things about the Jews in Hollywood. And is it jerky? Sure. Is it offensive to people? Yes. Is it kind of dumb and stupid and ignorant? All of those things. Is it illegal or unconstitutional? No. In fact, it's the opposite of that. The Constitution was designed so that people could say offensive things. The, the constitution was designed so that people could say things that are, that many people deem are inappropriate or that many people say, oh, that's just bad. You can't say things like that. I mean, when you look at what's going on, it, it, the reason we have freedom of speech in the constitution is because all, all of our founding fathers, our forefathers were speaking out against the crown. They were like, King George is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a punk. And, you know, in that day and age, King George would have had you beheaded. So they wanted to make sure that their new um, republic, that their new country that they were founding, you had the right to say whatever you want. And you could say something like Joe Biden poops his pants and Joe Biden uh, eats little babies and Joe Biden is a pedophile and all these things. And you can actually get away with it because we have this freedom of speech in our country. Along with that, like I said, you have the freedom to be Stupid, you know, and it's kind of like it goes along with what Donald Trump said the other day about the Constitution. Donald Trump, when Twitter, when the Twitter files were released, when Elon Musk released the Twitter files and they were published on um, and they were published on uh, Substack uh, by Maddie T and everyone, you know, started looking at them. Donald Trump went on True Social and he said, you know, let me in fact, I'm going to find the actual. Anyway, I can't find it. So uh, real Donald Trump, he said something along the lines of, you know, all with all of this new information based on, you know, coming out about Twitter. We need to, you know, every law must be stopped. Every law must be overturned. Every one of these rules has to be thrown out the window. And basically he said, even the constitution and everyone took that to mean, Hey, you can't, you can't throw away the constitution because you lost an election. And that's not at all what he was saying. What he was saying was 
um, the constitutionality of this election has now come into question. So we need to take a look at this election once again and throw out everything we know about it. Now, the interesting thing about the Constitution is that it has no safeguards, which is interesting. And I don't know if this was on purpose or if it was in, you know, just a, an oversight or whatever. But the um, the founding fathers, they put in there the rules for how elections should be run, who should be elected, how long they should be elected for. But they have no safeguards and they have no game plan and they have no instruction manual on, on what to do if an election is stolen. There's nothing about, hey, you know, it's like, hey, if you have an election and there's a tie, here's how it works. If you have an election and there's not a tie, here's how it works. Here's in char- who's in charge of running the elections. Here's what qualifies a candidate. Here's what disqualifies a candidate. Here's how many people run from each state. I mean, they have everything laid out in the Constitution on how to run an election. The thing they don't have is any kind of step-by-step plan or alternate scenario for when somebody steals, lies, cheats, or creates a fraudulent election system in order to win, in order to gain enough votes. And the reason they didn't do that is because I guess even to them, it was unfathomable that somebody would do that. Even to our founding fathers who, who worked with liars and cheats and steal, uh, steal, stealers, criminals, Benedict Arnold's, people who were just morally corrupt, all of these folks, even with all of those people, our founding fathers still believed that people running for office would not do the worst thing in the world, and that is lie, cheat, steal, commit fraud, uh, you know, vote multiple times, or in some other way manipulate the election system that they put forward. And that's what Donald Trump is saying. Because there's no, there's nothing in the Constitution that says, hey, in case of emergency, do this, it may be... You know, it 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 get it gives people an opportunity really to get away with one of the worst crimes in the entire world, and that is um, that is you know overruling the will of the American people. Um, and I think that's the point he was trying to make. No one's getting a, no one's doing away with the Constitution. No one's throwing it out. But again, there's nothing in the Constitution about dealing with someone who steals an election. Impeachment, sure, but that doesn't mean that they don't retain their office. It's really kind of. It's really kind of a bizarre scenario. And I, you know, and if you went back to where the founding fathers were, maybe you tell them, hey, FYI, you might want to put in something there like in case an election is fraudulently won, we need to go back and do this. But, you know, too late. They did, however, put in that clause about how we could change and alter the Constitution. So if we were able to get the majority of the states to ratify a new amendment saying in case of fraudulent activity during an election or in case somebody cheats and steals and lies and creates votes and ballot harvests and change the machines and all this other nonsense that's been going on the last couple of years. If that happens, maybe then we could have some kind of amendment that would allow for contingencies. But um, until we do, we're just going to have to go with what we got. Uh, something else that I've been doing, and this is, you know, and this is important because we do have another election coming up in 2024. And one of the things I'm really interested in, and one of the things I'm really, um, you know, trying to put together is a way to, I guess I don't want to say, I don't want to say manipulate, but a way to alter the, mentality of the Republican Party and also market to the members of the Republican Party or the factions in the Republican Party that are underserved, undereducated, and just downright not aware of why conservatism is better than liberalism. Basically, what that means is I want to come up with messaging that's going to help younger people, Gen X, 
uh, minorities, immigrants, whoever's not voting for Republicans or, or conservatives, they've got to know the Democrats are taking advantage of them. The Democrat policies are hurting them. And another four years of Joe Biden will probably destroy them and the rest of us. Um, and there's many ways I'm working on doing that. One of them is I'm working on doing some resolutions for Republicans in 2022, things they have to realize they have to stop doing. Like, for example, being polite. You know, it's not, it's called politics, not politics. We'll work on that one. Uh, but, you know, I want to make it look, you have to stop being polite. This is very similar to the Patriot Manifesto, but I want to kind of beef it up and make it more broad uh, and get that out ASAP so that people know, hey, as a conservative, here's nine things you have to do right now so that you can help move this party forward and also protect the country from the evil empire, a.k.a. the Democrat Party. And then, of course, I want to figure out a way to get all these messages to the right people in a way that they'll understand and appreciate them so that they will, uh, you know, start to investigate the Republican Party, investigate conservatism so that we can create a Republican Party and a conservative movement that is attractive to folks that are most that are going that are, you know, that are working against it. I mean, the Democrats, they're not stupid. They're evil. They're corrupt. They have horrible ideas. They want to take advantage of you, but they're not stupid. They know how to get votes. They know how to campaign. Look at what's going on today in Georgia. Warnock is leading Herschel Walker. And this guy is about as corrupt and horrible a person as, as they come. This guy pretends to be a pastor while living, you know, while living in the most ungodly life you could imagine. And it looks like the voters in Georgia are going to hand him six more years in the Senate. Why? Because the Democrats know how to play the game and the Republicans, they still need help with that. So that's going to be my resolution for the next year. And I'm going to create, uh, I'm going to create various different avenues. I think that that can help. One of the ways that you can help, and I always say this is to become part of our, our Patriot press posse, which means, you know, help spread the word. Like imagine this is a newspaper, right? This is this podcast or the videos I make or the radio show or anything. Imagine that's just the newspaper in the old days, someone would create the newspaper. Then the paper boys would go out and they'd be, they'd stand on the corner and go, get your paper, get your paper, miss to get your paper. I was a paper boy for a free periodical uh, that was like a weekly. And I would just go around and throw these things on people's porches for free. I didn't even sell them. It was just a way to get the messaging out there. Well, imagine that this is a newspaper and you are the paper boy. I'm creating this newspaper every day. I just need you to go out there and throw it on people's porches. And the best way to do that is to share it, to like it, to tell somebody about it, to email the link to this podcast to as many people as you possibly can and say, this dude gets it. This dude has some information that we all need to know. This dude is fighting to save the country. I want to save the country. I want you to help save the country because I love you and I love this country. And maybe you don't have to get that emo about it, but you know, whatever, however you can do it. I create the content every day um, and I just need your help to get it out there. So like, share, distribute, email, whatever you can do uh, and, and continue listening. And together, hopefully, it, you know, sooner than later, we can all finally save the Republic.